0: I'm going to real followers, no fake followers or bots.
1: <laughs> nice. They basically want you to pay them so they can give you social media followers, but they won't be bots. Sure. Okay.
0: Get out of here.
1: Get out of here.
0: But it didn't go in my spam folder.
1: So Interesting. Delete. I guess that's maybe a bonus. Maybe Maybe that it's more... Real, if it didn't go in your. Space. I think
0: they were good enough to copy and paste shit straight from my thing, because it literally, because in the email, it literally had that emoji too.
1: Civil, to civil muscle the muscle
0: engineer. engineer. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's yeah, just-
1: okay, all right. Oh, I tried. They tried. They didn't get very far, but they did try. All right, are you ready?
0: You mean they like got farther than people? Other- the other bots.
1: Oh, well, that's true. It didn't go directly didn't go into the spam. spam. Yeah. Okay.
0: They're getting smarter.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I figured today we could do a podcast on getting to know us, you and me. Mm. There's lots of different questions, but just a little bit less of a, less of a muscle perspective, more of like a, who are the people behind the cows?
0: Hmm.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> What is this, seven, eight?
1: This is seven. Seven. All right. Yeah. So
0: still going strong.
1: Yep. I figured this one and then next week, maybe continuing on from like getting to know us, we'll go into our goals in bodybuilding and in life. And then after that, we'll be we'll have a Saturday where we won't have a podcast, most likely, because we'll be in Florida. So then I figured the following weekend we could do a Florida recap. Cool. And then we can just roll from there. But Sounds good to me. Cool. So our icebreaker today, <laughs> what is the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock?
0: <laughs> God, I don't think I've ever worn fashion trends.
1: Okay. So what's something that you used to do or wear that you're like, God, I really did that?
0: Um... Oh, there's a lot of those. <laughs> you, you you pick something. I, I got I got to go. Through, I got to filter some out.
1: Oh, for me, not for you. Yeah. Pick something for myself. Okay. Um. Well, back in the middle school, early high school era, there I was still on the cusp of, like you and I are kind of just right in that sweet spot where we're tail end of millennial, tail like beginning side of whatever Gen Z, whatever's after millennial, something like that. Um, And so middle school, oh, my God, the leggings with the, like, super long shirts that, like, went mid-thigh or the, like, multiple layers of tank tops (laughs) just so that you could pull, like, the bottom layer to the, like, to the brink of stretch just so that you could show off every color of camisole that you were wearing Mm. underneath your whatever shirt. That was um, definitely still a trend. But I think as far as like something that I'm truly – like I look at photos and I go, God, what was I thinking? Um, I'd have to say the really thick like double eyeliner. So I'd get like really thick eyeliner top and bottom for like eighth grade. I was in a super intense Avril Lavigne wannabe stage, but I didn't (laughs) actually have the style of Avril Lavigne. I just had the really dark eyeliner. So I would say that that was maybe something I – i <laughs> wish i wish somebody could go morgan what the fuck like and i'm pretty sure my mom tried but she was like it's a phase she'll she'll get over it <laughs> um but there was definitely an el- late elementary school phase too, where i was um i went to a really small county school and there were only like two other girls in my grade and i didn't really fit in with anyone i They didn't really enjoy spending time with me, and they weren't very nice to me. So I did my best to fit in, and they were all very tomboy, and I wasn't. Um, I definitely liked being a girly girl, but I tried really hard to be a tomboy. Um, And I was in this weird stage with my hair where it was starting to turn curly, but nobody in my family really knew how to do curly hair, so we just tried to pretend like it wasn't curly. So I would slick it back and like hairspray the shit out of it like i had like a hard shell head almost with all the hairspray and just slick back into a ponytail every single day and i just look back at that and go oh my god just just poor choices but (laughs) it is what it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) um gosh well i I think middle school middle school was rough for everybody (laughs) yeah so i don't i don't think that's a fair assessment but
1: well, no, but like looking back, I will like even to this day I have a hard time wearing like a really slicked back pony because it just gives me PTSD of all No, like the right photos. now. <laughs> no, like this isn't this is nothing compared. Like I have my hair in kind of a a tighter pony bun. But like no, like it was like how slick tight, did you have it? Well, like, because i do it when it was wet. So I'd, like, brush it back super tight and then hairspray the shit out of it. I know why people
0: think you're in the military.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, I got asked the other day if I was in the military. I was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> apparently only women in the military wear their hair in, like, slicked back buns. But not oh, Morgan. That's funny. Not Morgan.
0: Um, Let me see. Is it, is it seventh grade? Seventh grade, I went through a hardcore, like, Abercrombie and Fitch, American Eagle.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember my mom taking me shopping because she. So I, I was super sad because I had, like, no style. <laughs> it was the, that same thing back in middle school. Yep. Mom, I think I look stupid. <laughs> I look fat. <laughs> no, honey, no. <laughs> so I got, like, a brand new wardrobe and everything. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like... Wow, kids! You did not look good in Abercrombie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't fit your body type. <laughs> oh my
0: god, Al- nothing fits my body type. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen photos of that version of Alex. I don't think I
0: have any. Um, gosh, back in like elementary school, I used to do like dyed hair.
1: Oh, you did? I didn't, yeah, I didn't know I, that either.
0: Yeah. I had like f- spiked up like blue hair. <laughs> Those, yeah. those were the days <laughs> like,
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I, see. I did not know that there's that Is Abercrombie yeah college like me just straightened my survival look
1: your survival <laughs> look was kind of rough I'm not was, gonna <laughs> lie
0: yeah, and you went out with that so I, it was I don't like know what's your three problem three
1: different plaid shirts
0: it was <laughs> and it your was, dad uh, loafers it was a redhead flannel with no shirt underneath just, just a flannel Wearing some like really shitty American sweats. Eagle
1: relaxed fit jeans or sweats.
0: There's typically a lot of sweats and yeah. I would always have just like my slip on dad loafers. I oh were like, tw- you can give me as much shit as you want. Those things were comfy as hell.
1: I know they were. You wore them <laughs> everywhere. everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> every class, every class, dude. It's just the greatest <laughs> thing ever. But I mean, that, that was just kind of like my
1: favorite part is it was always like gray sweats and then your brown like five year old dad slip on loafers
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and a, a red, red flannel. flannel. <laughs> yeah. Like two or three different red flannels. So,
1: I actually about- surprisingly enough, that was the exact outfit you had on the first day that you said hi back to me. when I started like saying hi to you. When we first met.
0: So if you want a pretty girlfriend, that's how you do it, Apparently. guys. Don't talk to him. Look like you're homeless. <laughs> You'll be fine. No, on, top was... that, on top of that, it'd be 300 pounds.
1: Yeah. I I will say I did not date you because of your style. That is for sure.
0: I wouldn't really even call it a trend either. But I, I would argue like most most of the linemen, like we just walked around homeless because <laughs> we did not care.
1: You felt like shit all the time. Nothing fit. Oh, fits. your body's <laughs> just
0: constantly in pain.
1: Well, on top of that, like you were at that weird stage in life where nothing really fit. But you weren't, it's not like you had a ton of extra money to just go buy clothes. So you just kind of wore what you had
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah i don't think there's really anything in my like recent like high school adult life that i was like man i really did that like what was my problem but i haven't really changed my style since then either so other than the fact that now i have to wear like professional attire for work but
0: yeah you poor thing
1: Ah, my poor thing i've always had i've always had decent style but
0: I could teach you a few things.
1: (laughs) My hair choices and my makeup choices have definitely changed over time. (laughs) But I think the the big transition for me was the fact that I finally figured out how to deal with the fact that I had curly hair. Because when I was growing up, my hair was stick straight. And then out of nowhere, like
0: just late
1: elementary school, middle school, it just started getting like this weird, wavy, frizzy, like it was just a, so hard to manage. It wasn't curly yet. Like it was like trying to become curly, but it just wasn't. So it was just like the top part of my head that was starting to get some wave and the rest of it was all straight. Hmm. And so it wasn't until I got to eighth grade and I was finally just like, I asked my mom, I'm like, can I perm my hair? Like, can I get a perm? Because whatever like it just was I needed something that was easier to maintain and like whatever it was doing was not working so I always joke with people don't get a perm unless you like never want to not have curly hair because I got a perm and the next like I've never permed my hair since and I've always had curly hair but I think it's because all of my new hair that was growing in was curly Uh but the rest of it was just stick straight so it just kind of needed help in so many ways so but once I got that figured out, I've always, I've learned different techniques of how to do my curly hair, but mm-hmm. that was like the big transition for me was like, I got curly hair, I decided to try to get bangs and I caked my eyes in eyeliner and then all of a sudden high school hit and I was like, huh, I don't like that anymore. Let's just be as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, okay, what does your week routine look like?
0: Or week routine.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, what does a week in the life of Alex and Morgan look like? On a general, like, I know there's one-offs. Like, for example, today is Sunday, not Saturday, and we're recording our podcast. But, like, for you specifically, since you're online coaching and uh, full-time coaching and bodybuilding, like, what does your week look like generally?
0: Uh, i us see it's probably easier on a daily basis because every day just kind of looks the same for the most part.
1: Right. Okay. So like weekdays and then weekend, think of it like that. So like on a typical weekday, what does your day look like? And then we'll talk about the weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. I typically, typically get up at like six and then get on my like thyroid meds in and then i just kind of chill out for like half an hour to an hour mm-hmm. just waiting for that to kind of kick in drink some water get get some steps on the treadmill and then i'll typically around seven um after yeah, get like 15 minutes of just like walking so mm-hmm. that's a good amount of steps right there at that and i'll actually do my cardio mm-hmm. gotcha. i think a lot of people decide to like jump right in jump right into like pretty hard cardio without like Moving around at all, which mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's fine if you're constrained on time, mm-hmm. but like for me to push myself at this heavy of a body weight you kind without of like a warming of a warm up, up. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's, let's just ease into this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Plus just easy, easy steps that way too. So yeah, I'll do all that. And so, I mean like the first like two hours of my day, it's really just steps, drinking water, cardio. To watching stuff on youtube trying to learn things or podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. um and then from there it's like right now with me trying to cut down it's i'll go take mac for a walk so let's just again more steps and i'll have coffee brewing while that happens and then i'll hopefully hopefully all my clients have their stuff in by nine o'clock hopefully. so the ultra i'll hint, do all my hint, 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 hint. <clears throat> Um, so if I, I'll try and knock that out right at the beginning of the day, a couple hours doing that, get in a meal, go, go on to the gym. Um,
1: and so what time were you usually driving into the gym? Like, I know this last week you started going a little bit later just because you felt like you were wasting a lot of time trying to eat and sit around. But like Mm -hmm. this, so this last week, what time were you like getting to the gym?
0: I had trying to stroll in by like noon. 11 o'clock some earlier i'd be going getting in by like nine, ten o'clock just so i could work a little bit from there gotcha. and just have a little more face time with people yep but um
1: but you get interrupted a lot and so checking it's, it's easier
0: <laughs> at home it's, yeah. yeah it's kind of a point where it's it's like
1: which yeah. is good i mean you want yeah. people to interrupt you and use you as a resource but like when you want to sit down and work on client stuff you kind of just want to sit down and work on client stuff the
0: more people i keep getting the the more time i sh- i really need to invest into that yep so um it's around there i'll f- probably have my pre-lift around like noon twelve thirty.
1: do you do that before you leave for the gym like you eat here or you eat at the i'm gym? just
0: doing that this week but like typical but like most of the time, I would do that at the gym. Got okay. it. So, do that. Watch more stuff on YouTube while I eat. You know, let that digest, and then make that little pre-lift shake. And then, so normally it's like one, one thirty now, and get getting warmed up to start getting after. it. And then, just I, I personally, since this this is all I really do now, I like to take as long as I can at the gym. So, I mean. With warmups and stuff like it'll probably take me close to like two two and a half hours to get through everything. Mm-hmm. So, which which is fine to me. I'd, I love doing that sort of stuff, but right. like, obviously, a lot of people don't have two three hours to spend at the gym. Yeah. So,
1: but that's the benefit of you being your own boss and doing bodybuilding slash coaching as a job. Is it's it's literally your job to be spending that amount of time on a workout.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So. It's kind of nice to train like a professional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, roughly I'll probably get done like 3, 3.30, 4, somewhere around there. And then um, kind of depending if you're there or that you are there or not. Or if I have to train somebody, I'll, I'll have my post lift there or I'll just come home. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of whatever to work on extra stuff from there throughout the night or throughout the evening. And then I'm um, oh. like... 8, 8, I'll make sure I put my phone away so I don't I try and eliminate screen time before I go to bed. And I, I've been the stickler on trying to get us in bed for eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Or at least like eight hours and then at least being in bed eight yeah. hours from wake up. So yeah. at least you have like just...
1: Some downtime, even if you're not going straight to bed at that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... But yeah, um, I mean, it's...
1: And when do you... So you're still doing like some courses and stuff through Prescript. So when do you fit that in? Just as it comes or... Yeah, just
0: kind of as it comes at the moment. I f- I'm sure I have to take an exam by the end of the month. I got, I got one more lecture I got to do on
1: Wednesday. No? End of yeah. August? Yeah. Okay. It's so technically today is yeah. the end of July. So I'm just making sure. <laughs> I check. thought I
0: was forgetting to do something. Might
1: want to check that when <laughs> we get done here. Uh, thanks, Jordan
0: <laughs> Shallow, for taking my money. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um, gotcha. So that's not like a full, like that's not something you necessarily touch every day, um, but maybe something that you like work on progressively throughout the week.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like a one-hour video, and they they give you a book too. So, um, trying to do look, I like their I like their lectures, but at the same time, I I. I don't know what they're gonna touch on the most in the exam. I feel like they might hammer the book sort of stuff a little bit more, but yep. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a open note too, so that'll, that'll be nice. Cool,
1: cool, um, yeah. So for me, um, my world looks a little different than Alex's. <laughs>
0: um, Mine's a lot more laid back than hers is.
1: Yeah, so I have been waking up anywhere between four and four thirty um to get some cardio in so i wake up and i am a slowpoke in the mornings just because obviously like that comes really fucking early and so um i immediately take my thyroid medicine upon waking up and then i weigh myself and put my contacts in, wash my face, brush my teeth, all that good stuff. And to be honest, like that whole process usually takes me like 15 minutes and I know it shouldn't, <laughs> like that should not take that long, but I just, I take my time. I, uh, I'm just really slow moving in the morning and that doesn't really depend on time. Like that's just always for me personally. Um, and so I will get some water and get into my cardio clothes and I will get on the treadmill. And I usually do like three minutes of a warm up walk just because I do feel like I'm a little bit more constrained on time. You are. Um, <laughs> I am not. And so I, I'll warm up for like three minutes, no incline, but same pace of my walk. Like it's not like it's a slower pace. It's the same 2.8 on our treadmill. And then I just don't have any incline and I will then – do my right now I'm at a half an hour so once I hit that like three to four minute mark I'll raise the incline and then I start my timer for 30 minutes on that so I'm usually on the treadmill for anywhere between like 33 and 35 minutes in the morning Um, and so then I just get ready for work and we I do all my meal prep the night before with exception of cooking my eggs for my first meal Um, And so usually after I shower and get ready, I'll cook those eggs and heat up the rest of my first meal. And I wait to eat that. So I'll just put it back in the Tupperware that I store it in Mm, and take it with me. Um, And I usually – so I have started this within the last week of getting to work anywhere between 7 and 7.30 just so I can leave a little bit earlier and get my gym time fit in there a little bit better. Um, But I have been – Um, yes, I get to work by 7.30. And then I usually wait to eat my first meal at work until like 9, 30, 10, just because I notice I do a lot better holding my fast. Like I do a lot better not being hungry if I can maintain my fast for longer. And that's something I kind of discovered in prep. Like it was a lot easier when my food got lower to handle food being lower if I just didn't break my fast until mm-hmm. kind of that mid-morning time. Um, and I obviously have way more food now than I did, but I still just I like feeling empty and being comfortable with feeling empty in the mornings like I I just feel like that my food digests a little bit better when I don't um eat directly in the morning because I get a lot of anxiety and I'll actually have a lot of issues like keeping my food down with my anxiety being high in the mornings um and so, yeah, I usually work – on days that I don't go to the gym, I try to work until 4 o'clock just to make up some hours. Um, and on days that I do go to the gym, I try to leave at like 30 or 2 and mm. go to the gym. Um, and then I usually work out. My workouts have been taking me about two hours at, at an average, um, but I'm only going to the gym about three days a week, so – it really like in regards to like time over the week. It's not that it doesn't seem like that much. Like if you were to average it out across seven days, it it's like an hour a day basically. But when you crunch it into just a like three days, it's it's they're pretty intense lifts. So,
0: well, I'm trying to fit in glutes, quads, hams all into one workout for you a lot of times. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So there's just a lot of movements. Plus, it's legs. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's legs. So, I don't so, care who you are. If like, you're not- even before this programming, like when I had like more full body aspects, so like I'd have a shoulder day and a back day and all this stuff, like my leg day would always take me an hour and a half to two hours, whereas like an arm day for me would be maybe an hour. And so, I mean, just in general, like some people might be like, oh my God, that's so much time to be at the gym. But like keeping perspective of like, it's three days a week, it's not
0: it's 3 days a week You know, again it also depends on what your role is too. Yeah.
1: Yep, exactly. So I do that um and then as of recently I also got a second job uh bartending a couple nights a week and Yeah, so, you
0: psychopath.
1: Yeah. Um there's a lot of reasons for that that I won't necessarily dive into on the pod but um if anyone wants to talk to me about it in person, I mean, I'm be happy to tell you. But I'm very much past the point of complaining. And now I'm just taking action to change things I want to change and um, be as active as I want to be. And um, this podcast isn't for me to just air out my grievances. So I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I will do that. Right now, it's been three shifts a week. I'm hoping that that dials back now that they're... When I first started, they were having some serious issues with their management and actually like having people hired to actually schedule which is part of the reason i started working there was because they mm-hmm. were super short staffed and so uh, i was trying to do a solid for some friends and i actually really like it and so i'm going to sure. keep doing it at least two nights a week maybe three depending on the week and how busy they get um or how many other people are off that week like this last week i worked quite a bit but part of that was because it was just apparently a week where like 90 of the staff had vacations planned and so we were all just trying to pitch in so that it all worked out. Um, but yeah, so on the nights that I do that, I am home anywhere between 11 and 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then I go to bed. I So back in college when I worked two jobs, I would – like get home from the bar that I worked at and I would stay up for like an hour or two and just like decompress because I sometimes have a hard time just like shutting my brain off after being around so many people and in such a like social atmosphere. But with this um, life stage that we're in and the fact that I have to be up and go to my day job every day, um, I have been just literally like coming home, washing my face, brushing my teeth and climbing in bed um and so I do get more sleep than I probably would if not but it there are definitely mornings where it's harder to get up um but I just do it because I signed up for it so I have nobody to blame but myself but I do enjoy it so it's yeah. not like it's a problem like I'm not complaining by any means I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me these are all consequences of choices I have actively made nothing is being done to me so nobody like feel like I'm trying to victimize it I some nights I only get four ni- four hours of sleep right now, and that's fine because I signed up for it. I know what I'm doing. I'm okay with it. It's not ideal, but it could be worse. It's not so. even like
0: you have to do this either.
1: No, not at all. I'm choosing to. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a victim by any means. I'm. I'm just living life, doing what I choose to do. So, my husband is gracious <laughs> gracious enough to let me do it. So.
0: Dude, if you want to, if you want to be up that late to pour some drinks for dudes, like you, you do whatever you want.
1: (laughs) Okay, so next question. What jobs have you had in your lifetime? What was your first job?
0: My first job?
1: Yeah, like what was the first thing you ever did for money?
0: Hmm trying to think i didn't do anything in high school
1: you never had a job in high school
0: no um yeah college i lasted a week at this paper company Mm.
1: (laughs) i forgot about the paper company
0: no wait you lasted like a month or two no that's not true i started at lowe's first that's right yeah
1: you lasted like a month at lowe's
0: Lowe's and Home Depot guys are the most disorganized work workplaces I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, it's awful. Accurate, (laughs) but like somehow I weaseled my way into working the customer service, a little desk up front instead of working outside. Like, well,
1: because wasn't the gal that was working it had a broken arm, and so she was using you to help. Like
0: some dude, like completely shattered her hand at Lowe's because he wasn't paying attention he was like he messed up the fork using the forklift or something i I completely forget but like this this woman's like nerves and hands completely shattered so she was like she was having to work like the front desk by herself but she couldn't move anything so i
1: so she being me
0: i'm like do you need any help and
1: so- Noticing you're like, this is an air conditioned position and yeah. I'm sick of the garden center. So like. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Like, I'm, not, I'm not moving bags of concrete onto people's carts anymore. Screw this thing.
1: <laughs> you need me We're to st- dolly cart your washer and dryer out to your cart? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I got you. <laughs> this box of duct tape. I can go grab that for you.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, L- Lowe's, Lowe's was my first job.
1: I guess I didn't realize that was your first job ever.
0: Yep. That was it. Okay. Yep. Then if, if you want anything from Lowe's, you can just walk out with it. they are <laughs> not allowed to stop you guys. Yeah,
1: they have a corporate policy. They're not allowed to <laughs> ask you if you paid for something if you just walk out with it.
0: You can literally just walk out with something because they're more worried about the money they would lose in a lawsuit.
1: Yeah, if you tried to argue like, here's my receipt, how dare you? Like,
0: Or if somebody, somebody got hurt, they're like workers' comp. Yep they would they would rather be where they are now and that's like i think i think they're only making like 60% revenue on their stuff
1: because 40% of it because they, they, the they door. just
0: lose like 40% cuz people just walk out with it they would that's rather insane. have that than than
1: have all these lawsuits yeah. for like an injury for being like i tried to steal something and Cause i cuz
0: it happened to breaks. them before or something yeah. it's like somebody got stabbed or something like chasing somebody out
1: oh my god
0: yeah so if you want something from Lowe's or Home Depot, just take it. Just just If you want a new Traeger,
1: just, take, just roll it out.
0: You're welcome, guys.
1: That's terrible. So, and then from there, you got the job at the paper company.
0: Yeah. So I was working, I was working at the, the customer service at Lowe's. And then, oh gosh, I'm totally blanking on her name who, who owned this paper company no in idea. Bozeman or Office Supply. She's no, like, yeah. you just want to come work for us? I'm like, what does that pay? She's—I I forgot what she told me, but it was
1: more than you were making. It was
0: more than what I was making her right, during Lowe's. I'm like, hell yeah! I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> Let's start tomorrow. <laughs> Just delivering paper around town.
1: And that lasted what, like a month?
0: That lasted a week because I ended up starting a summer class right about then. It was like it was. Um, f- fluids so it was like it was super intensive plus it was only like six weeks long
1: right and the the hours she needed you was the hours you had class
0: yeah yeah so i'm like plus the how i had to carry the paper like how far i had to carry it because most of it was for campus um, campus yeah so like the not it's like montana hall doesn't have like an elevator or something
1: right so you have to carry like box by box up the stairs and
0: i'm not allowed to drive my truck up onto the campus thoroughfare so i'm like literally hauling like a dolly
1: cart like a hand cart full of like three boxes of paper and then walking each box upstairs I didn't even have a cart. They didn't even give you a cart? No,
0: dude. I was just hauling things of paper all the way across campus. It sucked. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is suck Fuck, stupid. I did
1: not know what you signed up for. Right? Oh, my
0: God. I'm like, I- I'm sorry. This was, this this was isn't, not right. This isn't
1: working. It's not me. I- I it's can't, you.
0: I can't make this work. I'm sorry. I got class starting. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And that was my second job.
1: And then from there... You just went to school and then you graduated and went to the engineering firm. Yep. So you had three. This is your fourth job. This, is my, four fourth, jobs this, this is my fourth job. This is my fourth job.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: My first job was making lunches with my great grandma.
0: That's not a job. But It
1: didn't pay, but I was expected to be here at a certain time every day. And I had a certain task list, so I would like to argue that it was a job because it was so much more than just no, like- No,
0: that's called child labor.
1: Showing up and hanging out with grandma. Like there was like a legitimate, like you had to be here at this time and these were like my list of duties and this is what I, but I didn't get paid for it, which my parents to this day are still like, yeah, you should have gotten paid for Child
0: that. labor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then when my parents bought their business, they owned an event rental company, um, I begged my mom to take me there in the summers. I was like, please, I'm done. I'm sick of making lunches. I kind of wanted to earn a paycheck because I wanted to buy my own car. Oh, bye, Stevie. And so that was in middle school. Um, Stevie left. I know, we're recording. Do you have to interrupt with stupid interjections? Like, bye, Stevie. Yep, bye, Stevie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. It's her brother's fiance.
0: She just drove away.
1: Mm -hmm. Anyways. Um, I started working for my parents in the summer doing dishes and linen for their event rental company. So like silverware and glasses and plates and then like napkins, table linens, all that kind of stuff. Um, Basically cleaning it after it came back from events and then prepping it to go out for the next. And I did that every summer from, gosh, I was 10. Every summer from when I was 10 until I graduated college, which was Then it became my full-time job and obviously I stepped into other responsibilities about high school. I started working the front desk and helping like actually help customers put orders together and um, learning about other equipment. But basically grew up around that and like there'd be weekends as a 12-year-old that my brother and I would – and my mom would go help my dad take down a tent on the weekend because we didn't have enough – Labor or staff to go take it, take care of it. Um, and then obviously, I grew up on the farm too. So there'd be days I would take off from there and come down to the farm and help drive the tractor while they laid out irrigation pipe or do this or that, um, mow lawns, all that kind of stuff. So definitely always had multiple jobs. Um, in high school, my last two years of high school, I worked at a tanning salon a couple of days after school. So I would work like four to eight, a couple nights a week. During the year because the problem was is like during the school year my parents business was like all the way on the other side of the town we live on and so like we live east side of town like outside of town. And their business was all the way on the west end of town. So in order to go from, like, school to work, like, I would basically get there at, like, 4 o'clock and work an hour and they'd be closed. Mm -hmm. So I decided to find a job that was in the Heights. So I would get off school at 3.30. I would drive to work. And I would work 4 to 8. And then – so I worked pretty much every day after school that way um, when I didn't have, like, cheer practice or games. Um, And then – In college, I had a myriad of jobs. Every summer, I would come home and work for my parents. And then my freshman year, I worked in an on-campus office doing like reception type duties for two different offices. And then um, I eventually got hooked on tutoring. Um, So I started tutoring uh, specifically college athletes. I worked for the MSU Athletics Department tutoring athletes.
0: She couldn't teach me.
1: And I tutored. Shut up. Who didn't take any classes I tutored in? Exactly. You can teach I me. I tutored <laughs> in micro and macroeconomics and in the first level accounting class. And then, um, so those were the three classes that I tutored in. And I got up to about, I think, 20 hours a week was the maximum a student could technically work on campus. And I think the last semester that I tutored, I was at maybe like 17 hours if everybody showed up for their appointments. So
0: so you slacked a little bit.
1: Yeah, I had three hours to fill. Um, But that was also while doing college athletics. So my team had three-hour practices three times a week plus an hour lift two to three times a week plus games on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, depending on basketball or football schedule and volleyball. Um, And so I literally tutored in between classes and throughout the day because my nights were basically covered by dance team and all that. So I just always worked. And then there was a summer that my summer before you and I started dating. So it would have been the summer between junior and senior year of college. I worked for my parents eight to five. And then I would drive to a bar that my uncle owned at the time. And I would work 5.30 to close, so two. And I'd drive home 30 minutes. I'd get home at like 30, 3 a.m. And I would go to sleep and I would wake up and I would be at work by 9 a.m. the next morning. And yeah, <laughs> that was my life for summer. And I think the reason I made that doable was because I knew that it was a fixed amount of time. I was home. I think I started working there in June. So I was I got home middle of May so June and July was all I worked for them because that August I had, like as soon as I was first rolled around, I'd be back up to Bozeman for fall camp. And so it was easy to do cause it was six weeks, eight weeks of my life. So
0: that's kind of funny to think about. So like my, my past, right. It's like, I always needed to like, just put all my eggs into one basket. I can't have all this other shit going around. Mm-hmm. So like if football, I'd, need to go hard on football right i got maybe one or two things top so football mm-hmm. sc- a little bit of school here and there
1: yeah
0: bodybuilding coaching everything else mm-hmm. you i don't know what kind of level of adhd you have here that you need like five <laughs> different jobs but it's, it's just kind of funny to look at that
1: yeah my that, personality. That's, that's
0: literally your whole life so yeah. far you, you just can't have one thing going
1: well, on. and i think the hardest part right now is like previously like honestly had COVID never hit and like really made my parents business dive because like to be honest so I never really finished that off like I worked for my parents until we closed so I graduated May of 2018 and I worked full-time for them until November of 2020 which I still continued to work for them full-time until for like a month after that to help get are like sale and everything put together to help liquidate. Mm-hmm. But COVID really took out our business because when you're, ha- when you're an event rental company and you're, it's already hard enough to convince people to spend money to throw a party, it's even harder when the entire world is telling them not to gather in groups larger than six. <laughs> and so we just had to make the hard decision of like, we don't want to be buried by this business. Like we were already like coming out of, we were finally on a good path at the beginning of 2020 of like, Man, we are digging ourselves out of a hole of just like uncontrollable, like uncontrolled expenses and like getting our books to look better so that maybe in you know, four years we could sell this place and um, you know, be in a better spot to make it more attractive for a buyer. And so we were kind of had that mentality already. And then COVID hit and we finally had to sit down and go, like, how, how deep do we want to dig ourselves because we have no idea how long this is going to take and i mean people can say well everybody gets married still it's like that's great but we still had a ton of like i would say like our big ticket items that paid the bills was corporate events and so that took a while to come back and like even this last summer of like 2023 like there are still like Things that are coming up that it's like the first time since COVID and it's like that was three years ago like how our business never would have made it like we would have eventually had to come to the same conclusion we would have just had even more debt that we would have had to take on to survive to that point. And so after that, I made a switch and I started working desk jobs and I think that has been the reason why I haven't made it very long in any of the jobs that I've had since party time because I've grown up in a very active work environment, whether it was the farm or party time or even like the tanning salon or the bar, like every job I've ever had that I've liked and been able to make work have been very like physical jobs of like, I'm not just sitting around staring at a computer. And so that has been really hard for me to adjust. And I think I, my brain I do probably have some ADHD or ADD, whatever you want to, however you want to classify. I think it. you have
0: all of it. <laughs> I <think you> have <laughs> and so all of the ADHD. And not so just some sitting
1: down and and as much as I don't feel like I'm very smart sometimes, and I probably don't come across very smart sometimes, um, I am relatively intelligent in the fact that I learn very quickly, and so every job I've ever started That's since brilliant. then have they've basically said like, Oh my gosh, it's going to feel like you're drinking like from a fire hose for probably six months to a year before you know what you're doing. And usually within three, I've learned my job and I'm bored. Um, and so that's usually why I've been leaving jobs pretty frequently is I haven't found anything that's really like challenged me. And if it has challenged me, it hasn't been for long enough. And so I worked at a radio station for like six months as an office manager and, uh, advertisement scheduler for their stations and then I went and worked at a bank that's local to Montana and I started as a loan officer's assistant and within six months I was promoted to a loan officer and then six months later I left that job for the job I currently have Um, and I'm done with all of my licensing requirements at my current job and yeah so finally leveling out to an actual like workflow and not just studying but there's still quite a bit of studying to do so
0: i think you could be the greatest temp worker of all time (laughs) you can find like just that's why i've talked about to pay you enough money to be a temp worker
1: i mean that's why i've talked about like being more of like a business consultant because i really enjoy helping create work efficiencies for people basically to make it easier for them to hire my replacement (laughs) In most places, I have basically like found a way to make it so that they could hire anyone off the street to do my job and here's how they could do it. (laughs) So yeah, I don't even know how many jobs I've had, but it's a lot. But I mean, that speaks to my personality. I do well with having a lot of things in motion. I thrive off the chaos because I am able to organize it well in my brain and I've always found success when I have multiple spinning plates in the air and not just like sitting on my ass doing nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a psychopath, I know.
0: That's I just me. thought that was interesting in what you're doing right
1: now. Right? My work history now. And Now it. Now it you see the lineation. You're like, oh, okay. This is just who she is. She needs is. five
0: things going on or it's not going to end well.
1: She's just... Fucking nuts. All right. The fact that you haven't noticed that yet about me and we've been together for six years, I can't help you. Well,
0: I guess I'm going to do this corporate job and then I'm going to work nights as a waitress and then I'm also going to be a cheer coach on Sundays and then-
1: Saturdays. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm coaching. And I, oh, and after I graduated college, I was teaching, that first year I was teaching eight hours a week be a as a dance teacher also. and then I scaled back after spending the entire- First year, I was home either in Bozeman or at the studio.
0: And then I really want to be a bodybuilding athlete, so let's just sprinkle this in too.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Jesus, dude.
1: <laughs> what do you do for entertainment during cardio? Oh, uh,
0: watch you, whatever the hell you're doing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, honestly, I really like to learn, and with how much how easy it is to get steps in and just like in the morning just like do your cardio it's like i I used to watch tv shows but now i really like to just kind of sit there and it's it's an easy hour every day to just kind of learn something new yeah so whether that's like really analyzing lifting film of some of the best guys in the world or just learning stuff on podcasts or other videos like (laughs) That's really so, how I attack mine at the moment.
1: So second part of that question, then what are your favorite podcasts?
0: Uh, I def- John Judah, I definitely put up there. And then um, I will say Going Deep with Matt Berzicott, uh, Tavish Steele, and Nick Gloff. Um, I would say Nick Gloff's, um, how he approaches lifting and programming. On and his YouTube channel and stuff? Is. Yeah. Pro is like 99% of how I've kind of moved all of my training to, And I've seen just huge strides on that. So I, I think it's interesting.
1: Yeah. I do the same thing. Um, I will listen to podcasts. I usually, um, I have been, so in the past I would watch like whatever podcast that I found um, on YouTube uh, whether it was Bikini in the Brain with Adam Bonia and Ashley Coltwasser or um, this new one that I found and started watching, uh, which is Becoming Relentless, which has Danielle Kissenberger and Noah, Eleanor McCabe and Cecily Wesh there with Team Mahaley. Um they they're yeah. they're great. They're fun to watch um, and they're interesting. But in the morning since I've only been having like a 30 minute cardio stint. And a lot of those episodes are like an hour to an hour and a half. I've been watching the Morning Brew Daily, which is like a 30-minute podcast on just basic news. They have a newsletter that they put out um, that they email out every day, but then they have started a podcast on it. So it's basically their newsletter content, but in audio form. And it's just entertaining. And it's a nice little snippet for me to get my day started so that I actually have like relevant information to talk about with my coworkers that's not bodybuilding because none of them give a rip about going to the gym. And so if there's something I can pull from that and seem like I'm semi-worldly and not have my head completely consumed with working out and seem more normal in an office setting conversation, I like to just kind of have little snippets. Plus, I like that it's not very It's honestly not very political, like they'll touch on certain things going on in like the political environment, but they're very good about staying like middle ground and just like this is what's going on and like regardless of what you think about it, this is kind of the arguments on both sides. But most of it is like finance related or business related, like it's not, it's not specific to like, it's not like it's Fox News or CNN where it's all (laughs) reported on a political stance. So I really like that. Um, But some of my favorite podcasts, I already said uh, those three. And then one that I really like to listen to, especially like during downtime at work, because it is um, very like you kind of have to focus. And so like if I have a longer cardio session, I like to listen to it sometimes in the mornings um, or if I found a really good topic that I want to listen to, I'll listen to it in the morning when I'm fresh. But it's called Finding Mastery, and it's with um, Dr. Michael Gervais. And he has all kinds of guests on his podcast, but like for example, one of them that he had that I thought was a really interesting one was like how to level up your leadership with the Chief of Navy Reserve Vice Admiral John Mustin, and it was a he had it was a two part podcast, and it was just very interesting topic. Like this this Vice Admiral, he basically. Is in charge of the entire reserve par- program for the Navy, and so he has like hundreds of thousands of people that technically report to him. And so, how he basically finds a lot. finds and interacts with people on his like executive team, and just a lot of interesting uh, dynamics around leadership that I think is interesting. So, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are less of focused on, um, like you like you're saying you like to analyze a lot of like workout videos and like. Training stuff and kind of the mindset mentality around that, whereas, like, a lot of the things that I'm listening to are mindset in regards to business orientation or leadership, as well as, like, a sprinkle of bodybuilding content. Sprinkle. Like a sprinkle.
0: A sprinkle. A little razzle-dazzle.
1: A little little razzle-dazzle of bodybuilding sprinkled in there. But,
0: Hmm.
1: yeah. um. What? So we already did. What's your favorite party? Is. What is your favorite? What is the, your favorite vacation that you've been on?
0: I really liked going to the Olympia last year. Yeah, that was fun.
1: Our four-day trip, out of all the trips we've taken, the shortest one is the your sh- favorite. <laughs>
0: I th- it was it was the most fun I've had yeah. on a trip in a long time.
1: Yeah, I would say. That one was a standout for me too, because I think it was the first vacation that you and I went on where you were not completely consumed with how fat you felt or how. Because
0: <laughs> I just you got looked. finished cutting.
1: Yeah, but like, <laughs> like I really, I will have to say, like I enjoyed our second trip to Mexico. So not our, not our first trip, which was our like honeymoon slash first anniversary. Uh, <laughs> our second year anniversary trip that we took, I enjoyed much more because. You'd already been working with a coach and you- So I blacked at
0: noon one day. On
1: one day. On our anniversary, you made me eat lunch by myself on our anniversary. <laughs> um, oh,
0: that was a No, gross. there were that parts of that name. trip
1: that I was like, really? Oh, man. Um, however, <laughs> you were in a better mindset on that trip than like our first trip. Yeah. Like you've always been really consumed about how you look For in sure. the sense of- after football you just were really excited to not look like a fat dude anymore and it's taken you a long time to feel like you like the way you look and well, to I accept that yourself, well to be more accepting <laughs> of the way that you look and your work in progress status
0: just wait till and the so end of this cut as far as, as like
1: after. your actual like at, like the time that we get to spend together on a vacation and your attitude about a vacation i'd say the olympia trip was my favorite as well as far as, like, destination-wise, um, it was really fun to go to your sister's wedding last summer. Yeah. Um, the yeah. weather was really great. Yeah. We found some good places to eat. And obviously, your sister getting married was a, a highlight. But we got to go to Disney. And I'd never been. And that was, like, you'd, you hadn't been since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that was kind of a fun trip for us well, to go top to. Top two. Top yeah. two, for sure. Yeah. So... I'm really looking to forward to Florida in two weeks. See if that's our new new favorite vacation. But yeah, yeah, that was fun. Any like childhood vacation stand out? Like not. We just not went as... to Hawaii
0: a bunch of times,
1: and you've liked that. Yeah, and... I
0: loved it. Yeah. it was fun.
1: Nice. Um, I don't have it. A... I have slim memories from it because I was like six. But my parents um took my brother and I to europe when i was six because my aunt and uncle gave
0: yourself a concussion running into a pole.
1: my aunt and uncle my uncle was in the air force and they were stationed in belgium at the time and so we went and visited them and so we got to go to like euro disney and i remember very small snippets of the that vacation but yes i did run into a light pole It's one of my dad's favorite stories to tell about me.
0: Um, I've heard it at least. God, when we God, first started and every dating, time he tells it, I we just died. When first started died. dating, it was literally every time I came to Bill, I guess, oh I would hear God. this story. <laughs> it gets him every time. It
1: gets, it gets me every time. Look at me. I'm already cracking up. <laughs>
0: uh, oh,
1: your favorite childhood memory. <laughs>
0: That's tough. That's really tough.
1: Because there's just so many. There's so many. <laughs> um I can't really think of anything either. So do you want us to skip it. <laughs> yeah, because
0: you've got a concussion.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I- I would say playing playing video games with my older half sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of where I fell in love with that that part of my. my yeah, because she's
1: a big Legends of Zelda fan too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: got me huge into Zelda.
1: Um, I mine kind of goes along a trip, but my it was kind of my like first big quote unquote big city experience. Um, in eighth grade, I got to fly down to Georgia by myself. And spend a week with my cousin and my aunt. So my uncle was – he wasn't deployed, but I just don't think he – maybe he was deployed. I don't remember. But they were stationed down in Warner Robins, Georgia at the time. And I might have been a freshman. I think think it was the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. Anyways, um, we got to go to – Um, We drove into Atlanta for two days, and we got to go to two different Broadway musicals. Two
0: different Broadway musicals? We
1: went to uh, Legally Blonde one night, and we went to uh, Miracle on 42nd Street the next night. Uh, I have to say, obviously, Legally Blonde was the highlight. Um, (laughs) But it was just really fun. Like, my I had never really spent a ton of time around my aunt and my cousin. Like, my cousin Lauren and I had pen paled for – our entire life as they lived overseas, but it was the first time that they've lived in the States since I was born. And so I got to spend an entire week with them. They had a pool in their backyard. So she and I just spent the whole week like hanging at the pool and going shopping with my aunt and, walking the dogs around their neighborhood and then we got to drive in and spend the weekend in atlanta and it was just really fun and it was just something i'd never gotten to experience before because i obviously grew up in montana and there's really nothing like that here and (laughs) um so yeah that was a lot of fun for me and we got to go we we drove down to savannah georgia we got to um We got to visit the campus. That's where my cousin Lauren ended up going to college was uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. I didn't know that. And I toured it. I fell in love with it. Had I been able to justify the tuition, I would have probably gone for fashion design because that's what I really wanted to do growing up. Um, That was like the main thing that I had settled on until my dad told me how much it was going to cost me and where I'd have to live and how much money I'd have to make in order to pay that back. And I was like, whoop. msu business degree here we come (laughs) um practicality won out on that one but yeah i'd say shout out to
0: savannah for being too too expensive
1: yeah they were the yellow jackets i think the yeah yellow jackets i think
0: Hmm.
1: yeah but uh that was a bit a pretty pretty core memory for me um i even have like a little photo album that my aunt made out of all of our photos together um it's tucked away somewhere in a in a memory box somewhere but yeah it was a lot of fun this is definitely a a a core memory for me um your favorite disney hero or princess
0: disney hero like character
1: yeah well that's what i mean like i mean hercules is technically a hero or character um Disney, Sorry, Disney character.
0: I'll go with Aladdin. Aladdin. That's one, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite Disney movie. I know it
1: is. (laughs) Um, Growing up, I really loved Sleeping Beauty. Um, Probably because Aurora was the only princess that had a pink dress. I was really into pink. (laughs) Yeah. but I loved, honestly, in Hercules, I loved how sassy Megra was.
0: I was going to say, I'm surprised she wasn't.
1: She was. I think it was her and Aurora that were, like, tied. I mean, to be honest, Aurora's not really in <laughs> the movie <laughs> much. True. She's, like, the beginning and the end of the. She's
0: passed out.
1: Yeah, she's just asleep the whole time. That is you. I'm just passed <laughs> out the whole time. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> Yesterday we got home from the wedding. You're just out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was tired. <laughs> Uh, I also got my period, so that always takes it out of me, to be honest. Keep it
0: PG for the podcast. I've
1: said the F word like six times. I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd have to say, I think Megra was like probably the standout for me. She's pretty sassy. I liked how eh, how independent she was. But...
0: You're sassy and independent.
1: I am sassy and independent. Okay, do you prefer training with someone else or by yourself?
0: Depends who it is.
1: Okay. Like who Who do you like working out with?
0: People that aren't going to talk the whole time. Ah.
1: just like to grind it out and get it done.
0: Yeah. I would agree. But at the same time, it's like if I had someone that would actually like be able to help me force out a couple reps too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different. That is what I miss about football a lot of times.
1: It's not having, yeah, having somebody there to kind of push you. I even notice like when you put me through a workout versus when I do it by myself, like there's always like one more rep that can be done just because there's the motivation and I get in my head a lot. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I like it when I have somebody to help push me through a workout, but I don't actually like working out with people. I'm not a class person. I've never enjoyed a good group workout. I hate it absolutely hate you don't want do ladies pilates absolutely not absolutely not i hate it i hated team lifts i hated mostly because no offense but most people that were on my team didn't want to be at the lift and so they all just half-assed it i
0: mean the cheer workouts
1: i'm but no I'll like honestly yet, like but... my my experience with like group workouts has never been super positive like somebody's always bitching somebody's always slacking like so i would rather just like go do my own thing i do have to say i love when you like put me through my workouts because i feel like i feel like a my pace is a lot better like mm-hmm. you push me to like respect the rest time and actually either rest when i'm supposed to and i normally don't or like cut my rest time down and like get back in it and go sure um and so i feel like i'm a lot my pace is a lot more consistent when you put me through my workouts mm-hmm. and then there's just that extra motivation of like I want to make you proud all the time. And so I'm always going to be willing to crank out one or two more reps when normally I'd be like, yeah, that's failure. <laughs> and it's not that I do that every time because a lot of times it is fail. Like, if there's nobody there to spot me, it is not going up. But like, it helps when there's just that little bit of effort to like lift I don't, a little Alex, bit I'm just going to be
0: pissed if I don't get subbed.
1: <laughs> that, or even like you come around to the side and you like put, apply just even the tiniest bit of pressure that helps me get that one. One last rep out. Um, so some of it's like the mental game of like I I could do like ninety-eight percent of this weight for one more rep, but I don't know if I can do all of this weight for one more rep. Um plus I just I get in my head about getting crushed by weight. So <laughs> there's that too.
0: There is that.
1: Um uh most controversial or unpopular opinion. But you have.
0: are not real.
1: They're government drones. They are
0: government drones. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon?
1: <laughs> Why can't you shoot a bald eagle?
0: Because it's the most expensive drone the U.S. government has. Why
1: do they land on power poles? The to recharge, recharge obviously.
0: <laughs> Just saying.
1: Is that it? That's that's your most controversial, unpopular yeah, thing? That's, for,
0: that's probably it.
1: Mine is not everything needs sauce or condiments. Sometimes salt is good enough that's it folks we're getting a divorce (laughs) sometimes (laughs) salt is all you need
0: with how you cook your chicken too i just oh my
1: god a little bit of water in the crock pot
0: it's so dry
1: (laughs) it's actually not compared to like the baked compared to the baked chicken you did the other day
0: yeah that was bad
1: my crock pot chicken is like amazing compared to that
0: yeah even then, it's still dry.
1: I mean, it's not as juicy as when you Traeger it. No, but Draeger. I don't mind. Traeger sponsor me. I also, you know, I'm Shameless not. Plug. I'm not super like adventurous with my food. No, you're. I just want to eat stuff that doesn't make me throw up, which is kind of hard to find these days. So true. Most challenging thing for you to train, mental or physically, mentally or physically. Like, is there something that like you can't get out of your head when you train or like a practice like patience or empathy or your back or your legs? Like, doesn't have to be like just physically or mentally. Like, what is something that has been difficult for you to train or learn or pull?
0: I think I'm a pretty patient
1: guy. You're incredibly patient.
0: Um, I would say probably um, no home trying to understand people that all have similar goals that I do with coaching. I feel like that's definitely been the hardest part,
1: like your clients or like, yeah, okay, like just in the sense that they don't have. Competition goals—they just want to. Like I am. Look I am better. so
0: like one. One complete track mind. One complete end of the spectrum. <laughs> that. I don't know. So, sometimes with people, I'm just like, how? How do? How can you not do this? I yeah. swear it's easy.
1: Yeah, you you struggle <laughs> you struggle with empathy. I will say that. I've
0: I've gotten a lot better at it. The more I've coached, yeah. but like right off the bat, I'm like.
1: Yeah. I will say even in our marriage, like one thing I noticed right off the bat when we got married is you're definitely not an empath. Like some people are very like they feel everybody's feelings and they like sit in that with them always. Mm -hmm. Like they're just naturally attuned to like feeling people's feelings with them. And you have always been so disciplined that sometimes it's hard for you to come in on the emotional side and like sit in it like you want to solve it. We wanna fix it. Let's get over it. Let's move through it. Let's move on. Let's get back on track. Engineering. And yeah, I mean that it just it's part of who you are. It's part mm-hmm. of how your mind works. You're very technical. And while you have the ability to be emotional, you we've talked about this before on the podcast. You have a really unique ability to just shut that off and be very logical when you need to be. And I think some of that just comes down to some of the emotional and like social experiences that you've had with your own family of like it come there comes a point where the emotion is too much you just shut it off and you just all logic like water off a duck's back whatever like let's just move on and Mm -hmm. grind it out get it done and i will say occasionally it's a challenge because i'm looking for empathy and i get i totally understand how you feel and it's just like a blank face. And there's like no like no emotion. It's like, if anyone gets how you feel, it's me. And there's like nothing there. <laughs> like a week or two ago, you were like, if anyone understands how it feels to hate their job, it's me. And there was just like nothing on your face. And your voice was just so flat that I was like, wow, I'm feeling so much empathy out of you right now. Like <laughs>
0: Oh, Ooh, it's no. just oozing with emotion. Yeah, my poker face <laughs>
1: is phenomenal. <laughs> and so I, I will say, you're, you've definitely grown in your ability to show empathy and try. Like you're, oh, you're trying to learn how to under, fun. like how to understand where people are coming from. Like you're trying, and I really appreciate that because I've seen, even though there's still not a ton of empathy, I've seen a lot of growth there from you in the last year like even to where you were like last year like you've grown a ton in that side of it but i think because you never really grew up around somebody who's empathetic i think your immediate reaction is to have a little bit of sympathy for people and then just jump into like okay but like let's move on and let's get over it and sympathy <laughs> and sorry. empathy are very anyway. different like Sympathy is very much like, "Oh, I feel bad for you. Like that sucks." Whereas like empathy is like, "Oh my gosh, let me sit in this bad feeling with you and like let's let's process through it together and let's talk about it. Let's feel it together. Like it's okay to feel it." And I think that's where like sometimes I'm like, "I just need to feel my feelings and we can talk about it later because I already know that you can't feel them with me and that's okay." So I'm going to feel my feelings, leave me alone, and we can talk about it when I'm done feeling. And so that's been a little bit of an adjustment in our marriage of like learning how to process emotions together because we both process them very differently. Um for me, most challenging thing for me to learn or train um your quads. <laughs> physically my quads for sure, 100%. Um mentally I um I don't have a lot of patience for people for the process, for things. I I just, I want it all done. I want it all done now.
0: Stems to your need to do 20 different things. at once.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I think some of it just comes from, uh, I'm a control type. And so a lot of times I struggle with patience because I feel the need to control every variable. And that's just not how the world works. And so I've been learning how to let that go. And I'm not great at it, but I'm getting better. So, yeah. I would say my like mental my mental challenge has been patience. Um even in the sense of my physical progress and like patience of the process. So um what is the best advice you have ever heard? Do you want me though?
0: Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I want you to go.
1: Okay. My the best advice I've ever heard and it was um it's actually two pieces of advice that I kind of combined into one for my own self. Um and it's I've heard it before and some of it I've heard before, but it just it, it came up recently and it's really stuck with me the last like 2 months. Um but it is essentially this. True freedom comes from giving other people permission to misunderstand you. And then the second part of that is I live for an audience of one, and that one is Jesus. And so like in that mindset of like, there are going to be people that do not understand what your goals are, what your aspirations are, and they're not going to understand them because they just have no frame of reference they have no desire it seems archaic to them whatever it is but giving them permission to misunderstand your drive is so freeing because i no longer have to explain my every whim and desire and goal and aspiration to get them to understand that like if somebody wanted to ask me like why do you love bodybuilding i'm going to tell them that i love having a goal to work for in the gym I love the sport itself. I love being on stage. It has appeal to me on the performance side because I used to dance. I used to be on stage all the time. I love that aspect of it. I love having a reason to go to the gym. And they're going to just there are gonna be some people that just think, oh, she's got so many body issues if she like has to look a certain way and like, oh, it must be terrible to live with her husband who's a coach. Like she has so much pressure on her to look a certain way all the time. Or, you know, like, oh, she must have a really poor relationship with food if she's going to starve herself nine months out of the year so she can look good on stage. Like, there's always going to be people that misunderstand. Five
0: months out of the year, everyone. <laughs> but I just mean, Different.
1: like, there there's so much freedom and, like, I can explain myself to a point, but I don't have to explain myself to force you to understand me. Like, there's no point in getting frustrated for the general population not understanding my goals and my lifestyle. Because if it makes sense to me, that's all that matters. And the reality is I live – the second part of that is I live for an audience of one, and that one is Jesus. And, like, if Jesus and I are good and we are – like, I'm living out my passion and my purpose for him, then it doesn't really matter what the world thinks because we live in a fallen world and I'm not catering to making the world happy. I'm living my life for Christ. And so those are kind of the two things. And along with that was an, another caveat that was um along the lines of like giving people permission to misunderstand you, was also like it's it's okay for people to not to misunderstand what God has called you to do because that conversation has happened between you and God and nobody else was there for it. And so if somebody does not understand how this career choice is um, moving you towards your goal of like your calling with who God has called you to be, that's okay. Because like God, they didn't have the conversation with God that you did. So like for example, if anyone wants to try to try to talk me or you out of our desire to move to Florida, like I understand. Like you weren't part of that conversation with Jesus. Like you don't you don't get it, and that's okay. Like you don't have to because it's not your life. It's not your circumstances, and so. That's just really freeing for me to know. Like, I don't have to justify my choices to anyone, but my husband and Jesus. Like, and the only reason I have to justify it to my husband is because it affects him too. Like, if I was single, it would be me and Jesus. Like, there's really, I mean, the reality is outside your immediate family, there's nobody that needs to understand your reasons for things except the people that are in your life to support you.
0: Okay, but did you ask Mac what he thought?
1: I don't think Matt cares as long as Matt comes with me. (laughs) Don't leave me ever again. Given what he experienced just with us being gone for a day and how much he missed us, I'd say as long as we take him with us, he's going to be fine.
0: That's true. What about you? Um, If you assume it makes an ass out of you and me, it's typically one of my more favorite quotes. Um, I don't know it's just everything I feel like always comes back to me in the like how, how important communication is yeah so
1: and I think too that also applies to like judging a situation like that judgment is an assumption so like you don't really understand until you walked a mile on someone else's shoes and so assuming one thing or the other or assuming a judgment on something or assuming that this is the protocol without actually asking if that's the protocol like it's just going to end up not going well. True. Sure. Am I wrong? No. I'm just trying to expand on your one sentences.
0: You expand as long as you need to.
1: You like to say a sentence and then just leave it at that. Talking about communication. Wow. Could you expand on that? <laughs> could you expand on that piece of advice for us?
0: Since No, I can't.
1: Well, I'm going to assume <laughs> that that was a joke.
0: Do Do you want me to?
1: A little bit, yeah. You just talked about how assuming makes an ass out of you and me, and that's why communication is so important to you. And you just like left it at that. Do you want to expand on that? I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. You're assuming that everybody <laughs> is going to. <laughs> wow! Take your own advice here. No, would you like to expand on why that's important to you? Like what has come up that's made you feel like communication is so important? Like
0: it's just communication in general. It's just most, most times there's ever a problem with people. It's just a lot a different differentiating, like oh, no, understanding what like certain expectations are. So if one person assumes this expectation versus what someone else is, it's, there's going to be frustrations so um that's i mean that's just kind of generally how i think about it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to expand upon this
1: you do understand the irony behind you constantly pushing communication and don't assume and then you don't even expand on i, I, your I do statement. <laughs> i do
0: see the irony yes <laughs>
1: Essentially, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs>
0: Make your thoughts clear. I don't know how this isn't clear.
1: It's clear. I was asking you to expand and increase the communication around the like what you were. To expand on your best piece of advice to make sure that everybody understood what you were applying the assumptions to. Is it just you and your clients? Is it every relationship you've ever had? Is it learning a new job? Is it all of it? Yes, it's all of it. But again, you assuming that everyone's just going to automatically come to that conclusion is ironic because you just said don't assume anything. whatever (laughs) i was just asking you to expand (laughs) whatever (laughs) are you annoyed with me yet a tiny bit he's a tiny bit annoyed with me today he's giving the looks not me okay your favorite entree and your favorite dessert whether you cook it or you order it. I don't somewhere. have a
0: dessert anymore. I'm beyond that plane of existence.
1: <laughs> okay, so your favorite thing to order or make. Entree, go. I feel like we've
0: done this question before. Oh. I feel like we have.
1: Would you like me to look it up?
0: Or was it with Taven where we are talking about like meat? Is that what it was?
1: You know what I'm talking about? We talked about how you cook chicken. I think. Hmm. Yep.
0: No. Oh. Nope. Okay. It's a nice, like, twelve ounce New York. I feel like it's probably probably the way to go. It's the perfect amount of fat with each cut of steak. You know what I'm saying? It's no, per- I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> No, I don't know what you're The engineer me. says each, meat. each, each slice or each, yeah, just each slice of steak here probably the same amount of just that little bit of fat there on the end.
1: Yeah, because you always get screwed when you order a prime rib because there's just too oh, much. If
0: I ever get a ribeye, dude, I swear it's just all of its fat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know. You're assuming I know this, but I don't because I don't eat red meat. um go away (laughs) (laughs) my favorite thing to order or eat at a restaurant is like a nice roasted chicken so it's like just the skin on it's like a roasted but like the skin gets a little crispy so it feels fried but it's not it's a nice nice thing yeah um, yeah. I'm super adventurous um dessert and I haven't been but like I made some nice chocolate chip cookies last night that were pretty yummy but a okay, nice yeah, flower a nice flowerless chocolate tort is always great um honestly I've gotten to the point where like they're more like rich or like dark chocolate oriented it can be the more I like it so I've actually gone more towards like a rich darker chocolate dessert over like something super sugary like a cheesecake or something like that so yeah. anything that has less less dairy less allergens in it is something i usually really like um but yeah i made some chocolate chip cookies last night that, yeah, were that pretty, pretty good, pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah those were pretty good
1: Favorite thing that I bake, I guess. Like, do you have a favorite dessert that I make?
0: What's that pumpkin pie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, for
1: Thanksgiving, I asked Alex if he wanted me to make him a vegan pumpkin pie because he can't do any dairy. And pumpkin pie is usually made with condensed milk. So, I, two years ago, I found a recipe for a vegan pumpkin pie that was actually really good. So... um I was like, do you want me to make that again? He was like, yeah. And I was like, or I can make pumpkin bread. Like, what would you prefer? Because Alex loves pumpkin flavored things. And he was like, what if? He's like, you know, back a couple years ago when you made that like banana bread bottom cheesecake. So like it was a banana bread and a cheesecake tin with like a cheesecake over the top of it. So instead of like a regular crust, the crust was like about an inch and a half thick piece of banana bread. I was like, yeah, I remember that. He goes, "What if you make <laughs> the ben- or the pumpkin bread and then you put a pumpkin pie on top of it?" And I was like, "Challenge accepted." And I think Alex ate the entire fucking thing. <laughs> Dude.
0: That's...
1: Did I make another one the next day?
0: I I don't remember. Was... I
1: thought there were two. I think I ended up making another one like a week later and you ate it again. Or no, I made another one at Christmas because I made it for Thanksgiving. And then I think I made another one at Christmas and you ate like the whole thing again. I I definitely remember making two.
0: Okay, I take it back. That is the greatest dessert ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my last question was question somebody asked us. How does your corrugate get that peach booty? (laughs) What kind of training program you got Mac on? (laughs) For that little bubble but
0: minimal movement.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lots he's of on
1: the low the he's on the list diet, which is low intensity steady snacks. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: got a steady stream of snacks coming in, dude. Oh my god. Minimal movement. Most naps possible, so growth hormones pushing up as high as we <laughs> um, a little, little high on the fat side, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, in the in terms of macros,
1: not really though. I mean, his food is rice, turkey, and a handful of blueberries.
0: Okay, sorry, he's on a high carb diet and he's not moving a lot. <laughs> So <laughs> automatically it, just maybe loves. that's my fault <laughs> sorry buddy we are gotta move you to keto <laughs> oh my god
1: yeah for anyone that doesn't know we feed our, our <laughs> we feed our dog a meal prepped diet of rice and turkey <laughs> and sometimes it's ground beef but ground turkey rice and a handful of dried blueberries is what he's currently eating and occasionally he gets a piece of chicken jerky as a snack um and that's because every time we try to buy him regular dog food he like breaks out in allergic reactions so poor thing it's just he's living the bodybuilder's dream food prepared for him the eternal
0: bulk diet doesn't
1: have to exercise very much low cardio low cardio he's living his best (laughs) life (laughs) Uh, oh god. Do you have any questions? Did you ever I, ask on No, I
0: didn't, Instagram? but I will I pulled up one on Reddit. Okay. What's something literally no one looks good wearing ever? A speedo. Bodybuilders don't look good on stage?
1: It's a different.
0: It's still a speedo.
1: It's a different kind of speedo. It's a it's a. It's not technically a speedo. It is bodybuilding posing trunks, whether they're like a classic physique trunk or like a bodybuilding bikini bottom, but like at the pool, a low waisted, like butt covering speedo. Like bodybuilders, there's a. It's in a.
0: It's a thong.
1: It's basically a man, a man's thong yeah. essentially. But I'm talking like nice, like cut thick backside speedo like does nothing for your butt as far as shaping it other than making it look fat because the elastic bulges out the sides and it just yeah most people who wear speedo are not manscaped in any way shape or form and they've got nice nice muffin top rolling over the sides of that low rise speedo yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: If you're a man, probably a fedora.
1: Oh, okay. Just not. Oh, well, I have to return your fedora. <laughs> I bought Alex a fedora for his birthday. Shut <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't You could not find one <laughs> big enough for my head, first of all. You're right, I probably couldn't. For women. Bangs. <laughs> I already knew it.
0: I didn't say it. <laughs> she said it.
1: Alex hates bangs. <laughs> He even made That's me... That's Mic he, drop. That's he, it. That's he, all I got. He even made me put it in our wedding vows that I would not cut bangs.
0: It's not a joke.
1: It's not a joke. It's a legitimate request on Alex's part.
0: I don't ask well, for much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, For women, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. There's just... The the general concept of everybody, like the things that come to mind for me is just like things that women probably know they shouldn't be wearing, and, but they try to get away with it anyways.
0: So is she going to piss off here? She got a large demographic.
1: Got like five people that listen to this podcast.
0: I just pissed off all the independent women, so.
1: No, with bangs. <laughs> Only independent women. That are bangs. going through a phase they're independent and they have banks they don't need no boyfriends um i don't really know i feel like most of the things that i'm like oh that doesn't really work is like very specific to like a body type or so i can't even say that it like applies to everyone
0: there's nothing like a general
1: Uh, i don't know i don't know honestly overalls you don't like overalls i never said that Mm -hmm. Overalls I'm fine with if you have the right body to pull it off. Like my biggest thing is like I really it drives me crazy when women wear things specifically because it's a trend or it's a fashion statement or it's a specific style, but it does not do anything to complement their body type. Hear me out. Like I'm very big on like dress for your body shape and don't just dress because of the style. Like if you have a a very like you know, you're not very shapely or you're very round. Like, don't wear things that accentuate the fact that you like, wear things that help give you shape. Wear things that help you look good instead of just, oh, well, this is the style, so I'm going to wear it. Have and you make- ever
0: seen a good looking woman in a fedora? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fedoras are out. <laughs> no one looks good in them. Stop wearing them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fedoras just shouldn't happen. <laughs>
0: there i solved it
1: <laughs> okay cool
0: fedora and bangs you sh- even sh- don't sh- don't even talk <laughs> Shake <me>. your head
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god uh, all right well with that i think that's the end of anything valid that we have to say yeah. unless you have another stupid question to ask ask
0: women on reddit Oh God! I don't know. We're nope. not gonna ask any of those. <laughs> nope, that's it. Oh my God,
1: that's it. And thanks for tuning in. And next week we're gonna talk a little bit about bodybuilding and our goals and kind of what our plan moving forward is. And then we'll probably have a week of no podcast while we are in Florida. So thanks for tuning in, and have a great rest of your week.